Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Uh, so after that discussion of commingling funds and uh, and legal ethics, um, we probably probably good to start. Obviously, this is uh, an attempt at a cold open because normally we just sort of talk for a while, but we have you know a guest, so that's sort of what it is. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. A uh, implied legitimacy version of the Touchline Media Group based in London because we have a guest who's actually like good at this. Um, we don't know how long he'll last and he might leave in the middle when he sees the, the, the level of professionalism, but hey, it's what we do. I am your host, Asa, aka The Twig. I'm here with my co-host, Napoleon Gregg, aka The Stump. This episode is brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group, whoever Blue Wire decides to put in, Paramount Plus, and we we made contact with Swoveralls again. That's not dead. Uh, so Swoveralls, come on. You, you... Oh, is this not when I make my confession? They've actually been following me for a month, and because of the Twitter update, I didn't realize it, so I'm pretty sure they tried to contact me. You asshole. Okay. Um, <laughs> So uh, we are joined by um, Ryan Nanny. Uh, if you don't know who he is, I, I don't really understand why you listen to us because he does what we do, but like significantly better and for a much bigger audience. And Ryan, for your purposes, um, I didn't listen to podcasts before uh, Shutdown Fullcast. So I am I am doing this because of you. So you can take that exactly as the blame and or credit you would like. Good, good. So <laughs> we are, we have, we have shared responsibility in this thing. That's fun. That's yeah. good. Um, <laughs> the way that intro was going, I was like, oh, cool. They have a second guest coming on after me. I wonder who it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Felder, uh, Felder. Felder's the back. only one. Yeah. <laughs> no, Felder's the only one that's come at least, twi- at least twice. Felder's uh, far Conley... than I am, so. Well, I'm pretty sure Bill Conley realized what he'd done halfway through and just finished out of politeness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was 
that was a good episode. My internet broke in the middle. Yeah. Uh, that was I, great. I, I Now, here's my question. If you listen to the full cast and you know what that is like, what could you possibly do here that would lead me to think, like, I need to leave. I need to exit this from a conversation standpoint, from a technical standpoint. Like, That's how fair. could you hurt me at this point? <laughs> Um, I, I think like the challenge accepted. Yeah. yeah. I, I, like I sort of like, I sort of want to figure out how we do that. Okay, um, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so to uh, find the line. D- dear listener, what you don't know is that we've already had our shared experience, um, portion of the podcast. We didn't record it because, um, the people who we were discussing are very litigious. So if you are, if you are interested in that, I would point you to the first song off of uh fallout boys, breakout record from under the cork tree which is entitled our lawyers made our us lawyers. change this yep. so we don't get sued <laughs> um so uh ryan obviously uh you are football focused I, th- I, th- I think that that's fair um yeah so anytime we have someone who's who's you know got a focus one way or the other we we, we like to you know see what their interest is in the other half of what we do so do you have any soccer background do you watch any or or do you view it like many americans which is like weird european shit um i i am probably like the the most unpleasant form of casual like i don't drift all the way to i am not in like i'm not interested i think soccer is stupid boohoo the score is too low what like i'm not there (laughs) but i am only showing up with any regularity for the world cup the euros and yeah, like the occasional U.S. men's national team thing. Okay, like and 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 that's not entirely true. Like, I I will say this: I have a very good memory of last year at some point watching the the Philadelphia Union play. I don't. Oh no, I remember who it was. It was DC United. I watched them they were play. Very bad. I watched them play on a plane, and. Philly won, I think, 6-0, and it included a bicycle kick goal yep. when they were already up th- by three. And I was like, if soccer was like this all the time, I would abandon all other sports and just watch this. But no, I I enjoy soccer. I recognize that I am too tired to add another sport to my rotation, I think is where I'm at. That's uh, that's fair. Uh, so, like, I, I think, like, I think the best way... Euros puts you over the normal... Uh... You know, average viewer though, because even the the, Euro, the euros aren't that common. Okay, I mean yeah. they're they're fun though. They're they're like they're a real easy. Any any time you're like, hey, a bunch of countries are playing each other. I'm like, this is the easiest possible entry point. I played Risk. I know what this <laughs> is about. I can do this. I I can identify where generally these things are, and yes. I have enough of a <laughs> basic understanding of history to know why they hate each other. Exactly. A hundred percent. Yeah, um, based on the current American education system, those are very strong <laughs> terms. Yeah, yes. it's, it's uh, Basically, soccer, besides college, basketball, college football, soccer is easily the most petty sport, I believe, in my mind. Sure. So it's that's the easiest place to get in, because everybody's just doing it to embarrass the other one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and really like the, the way that I got into soccer and, and listeners know this is that it was the most, like the moment someone explained it to me as if it was how the rest of the world gets their college football out. That's when I was like, oh, I get this now. Right. Because, right. you know, like for us, it's like, it's very normal that I don't know what's, what's a stupid rivalry that gets people really up in arms. Uh, civil UCF war. Connecticut. 
or no, not <laughs> but um, civil conflict, right? Yeah. No, 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 civil war, like Oregon, Oregon State, like yeah. until like ten years ago, nobody gave a shit. Yeah, like but they were super into it, and like yes. you'll get that in like in England in like the third division, like you'll have like people like sure. Civil War is a great example too because you like that is one of my favorites because if you go like fifty years back into it, it is like a very <laughs> it is way over the top rivalry with like multiple kidnappings and like parading the prom queen through town. (laughs) Like there's all kinds of weird shit going on there. It's great. Uh, Oregon as a state, dear listener, look into it. You you think it's one thing and it's not. No, it's at least two and probably a hidden third as well. It's like everybody, everybody thinks like, Oh, Portland is, it, it must be, it must be like, it's just like a, a land of Greatly um, weird. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's not, it is, it is much more racist. It's bad. It's, it it's, yeah, it's violently weird. Yeah. Uh, also, not East, quaint, not quaint no. at all. Eastern Oregon shares a border with Wyoming. Keep that in and, mind. And might as well be Wyoming, <laughs> frankly. Um, you know, like I live in, I live in California and it's like, you go east of the 15 and you're like, ah, yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Nevada. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um so so uh with that understanding of 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 a soccer uh you know relationship that's basically like World Cup, US men's national team occasionally, Euros yep. because they're fun. Yeah. Um so there there is a little bit of news that I that I think that you would you would appreciate because of the stupidity of the whole thing. Um which is that the so probably the best American coach, um certainly the most visible, got fired like Two weeks ago, um, he was at Leeds. They they underperformed their metrics. They lost a lot, whatever. Um, and then he got floated for a different job. Same league, different job two weeks later after he got fired. The football Woj, like like Adrian Wojnarowski, but for soccer, yeah. uh, reported good to go. Done deal. And okay. then this morning it comes out that, nope, not done deal. He wants a long-term contract. So we have a coach who just got fired for incompetence in a place that does not like him. England really, really hates American soccer. Um, They hate that we call it soccer. They hate that we, you know, vaguely give a shit and are basically at their level. Uh, So anytime we have, (laughs) it it bugs the crap out of them. Yeah, Um, sure. uh, So that's sort of the situation we have. And I was trying to think to myself, like, in what other scenario could you get fired publicly for incompetence and then think that you have leverage at the next job in the same general company. <laughs> mm, I not guess only that, not only yeah. that, but leverage in a situation, leverage in a situation in a country really that does not respect long-term deals. Like he got fired for losing four games in a row. That doesn't, you know, Jimbo's right. still kicking and he's, right, he's right, done right, worse. Right. Right. I mean, I guess the like best, but uh, American football example I can think of would be, Cliff Kingsbury turning, Cliff, getting yeah. fired by Texas Tech into like people forget that there was a stop in between there where he was yes. OC at USC for like, for like three a week. Yeah, it was no time at all. And then all of a sudden, he's head coach of an of an NFL franchise, With- and now is so emboldened by that experience that while <laughs> other coaches are like raking their asses to get to to stay in the game to get promoted to get these open jobs only cliff is like i will spend a month in thailand <laughs> my phone off that's how good i am 
and and it's the the craziest part about the whole Cliff Kingsbury thing is, um, I mean, beyond the obvious, there's he got he came in and immediately rested like roster control. Yes, and was like, yeah, uh, I understand you just used draft capital on a Pac-12 quarterback on a top ten pick. Yes, yeah, right. Um, but what I'm gonna do is I'm going to ruin that man's life. Yes, and also draft a yeah. shortstop. Yep, a hundred percent. That's being generous. Second baseman. Second, sure. Sorry. <laughs> Second baseman slash maybe backup center fielder. And and you know what? It kind of worked long enough for for everybody to be like, oh shit! I guess the Cardinals were right, and that's when we should have known <laughs> that that was the wrong. There is no scenario where the Cardinals are right. That no. just doesn't happen. No. no, I mean, if if you if you think about the Cardinals, right? Like you go through it, and it's like the best team that they ever had was ancient kurt warner losing yes. in the super yep. bowl yes like yes. that Correct. that that was it that was their best idea was like what if we took kurt warner not the one who like had had magic no. just no. just sort like of... like three teams after that one like i'm yeah. pretty sure he played for the giants before that yeah so yeah no it um yeah two correct decisions in the franchise uh drafting larry fitzgerald yeah sure and signing ancient Kurt Warner, which was kind of like an accident, but still got him there. I would say that the if if you're going to go with a third option, um, leaving St. Louis, um, St. Louis isn't that great. Like I I I drove through it twice. Uh, one time on a visit uh, visit to Washington, St. Louis, where I got lost in the uh, city Bell across Car? the border, uh, which is which is East, East St. Louis. Louis. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, and the other time, I I just was driving through. But why, did, um, why didn't you just go west? Uh, well, see, it turns out once you get into East St. Louis, they make it very hard to get out. Um, and I assume that's for like structural racism purposes. But also, <laughs> you know, like it, it's not great. So here's the thing. Even how they left St. Louis was nonsense because they move they move in for the 1988 season. And at the time, they're playing at Arizona State Stadium, Sun Devil Stadium. And the plan is like, okay, this is, you know, this happens sometimes. Like when the Oilers left Houston, they played in the Liberty Bowl for a season before they ended up in Nashville and eventually like got it all together. Like this, this happens. The Cardinals played at Sun Devil Stadium from 1988 until 2005. (laughs) That's insane (laughs) that the NFL was like, yeah. Play at a college stadium for 17, 17 years. <laughs> you just did it wrong. You did it so wrong. Oh, what is Arizona's? What's Arizona State's uh, capacity? Because that's even more baffling to me. Is that they're like voluntarily punting on what twenty thousand dollars worth of season worth of tickets every game? So uh, I don't know what it was at the time. Oh no, I can tell you what it was at the time. So it was it was pretty big. It was uh, like a seventy thousand. Seats that's fine roughly yeah yeah that's fine for for yeah. nfl also i i i was about to say i was about to start making jokes about phoenix sports ownership but then i remembered that the owner of the suns and mercury is now matt ishbia and as a michigan state fan i can't i can no longer mock those things um <laughs> because he pays so like it's it's you the can't bills. mock i can't mock matt ishbia because he's my response whenever somebody's like well you pay your coach 
ridiculous Jimbo money. And yeah. I get to say, no, I don't. Matt Ishbia does. <laughs> <laughs> and we know that. And and that's fine, right? Like he yeah. pays those bills. I don't yes. get that. That's yes. fine. Yes. Yes. <laughs> There's no um, consequences to me here. Right. Yeah. And it and it's not even like like a Jimbo thing where it's like that money is potentially coming from places that like we're all a little bit uncomfortable with. Right. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, like, just don't ask questions. For for us, it's predatory mortgages, which like in the in the pantheon of where you get your money in college, like that's fine. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's just like, oh, it's an American business. That's yeah, fine. <laughs> fine. Totally get it. <laughs> um, and again, that brings us back to soccer, which is um the money in soccer, they don't even hide it. It's like, oh, where did Chelsea get all their money? Russian oligarch, cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who who owns PSG? Qatar. Just Qatar. I do okay. remember. It feels like this is a while ago that there was a brief period where their soccer, your, uh, English soccer specifically, seemed to be like wrestling with like, is this what a thing we yeah. want to have happen? And the answer seems to be very clearly like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. They they yeah. went they went very SEC about it, which was yeah. we can we can have sort of regulations and believe in our fake rules and follow them like financial fair play or whatever the hell the SEC tries to do or, or we can, we can win. win shit. I yeah. mean, once you, once you decide the same people who own the NFL franchise in Tampa Bay can be owner. Like at, at that point, it's like, let's not pretend anymore. Let's not make this a lofty thing. We're, we're done here. Let's, yeah. Let's you let just... Florida in the building. Everything is fine. <laughs> um, and actually, people, uh, you, you that you don't realize that the reason that Michigan can't win a national title is because Florida got in the door the back way. Stephen Ross does live in Miami, does yeah. own the Dolphins. That's where Michigan's money comes from. Yeah. Um. So you know, it, it, once it gets in the 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 like the drywall. Well, Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got to tear it. You got to tear it out. Like you got it. You got to go find a mold remediation business. I just burn it. You know, (laughs) in in true Florida man fashion, I just burn it and collect the insurance check. (laughs) Yep. There you go. Uh, Yeah, that's fine. Uh, So the uh, the other bit of soccer news that I I do want to sit sit on here is that I would like to issue a hearty congratulations uh, to the U.S. men's national team. Um, Despite everything, despite the odds, despite the adversity. We have qualified for the 2026 World Cup. We are the first team to do so. Um, it was uh, confirmed by FIFA. Uh, Ryan, if you're wondering, we're hosting it. I know. We- I'm aware. So, so, <laughs> yeah. so that is that is a thing I'm aware of, specifically because I, of where I live, which is in Nashville. And Nashville, All I got to right. tell you, was so amped to get a World Cup game. Was so like this is like and look. They've built a very nice new soccer-only stadium. We have a successful MLS team. We've hosted uh, U.S. games. We, I think they have, they're hosting um, some She Believes Cup games. Yep. Either they already happened or they're coming soon. That's they're, more just me not knowing when things yeah. are. Those are next week. Um, okay. there's, a, there's a very funny thing going on with that. With Canada? Is, that yeah. I do know about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Canada thing I do know about. Um, good job, Canada, really keeping a lid on that and making that not a, a incredibly major story. Um, but when they announced the cities and Nashville didn't get it, there was this collective like, God damn it. <laughs> it was great. It was great. The, uh, and- so, 
I live in Denver, and Denver did the exact same thing, except our reaction was more, fucking Kansas City, really? <laughs> I mean, Kansas City beating beating Denver. When when have we seen that before? Oh, man. A lot lately, yeah. So, like, my view of the whole thing, I live in L.A. I, I knew that I was going to get yes, multiple you games. Yes, you like, were good to it's go. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but for me, like, I understand why they do the things the way they do. I, I really understand it. You know, you put it in in SoFi because soulless corporate stadiums can have a lot of boxes yep. and whatever. But to me, and, and I've I've been pushing this for a while, like, why not put it in Death Valley? Like, if you really want America to have a home home field advantage, and we don't, like, we can't play games in certain cities because we're we're away. Like, right. it just you can't do it. We can't play right. at the Rose Bowl. Um. But like, if you, if, if we started playing games in Death Valley, the swamp, um, you know, Doke, whatever. Yep. Yep. My, my go-to is, is Lane because Lane, like if we put qualification on a Thursday night at Lane Stadium and we were just yeah. like, Hey, if we played this at Bristol Motor Speedway. <laughs> <laughs> my suggestion no, like, was always, uh, Camp Randall until I watched that snow game from whatever three years right. ago it was. Yeah, I was like, no, this is a bad yeah, idea. Is this, this is kind I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. This is kind of why we end up putting a lot of these games in Columbus, is it not? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's 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 a So it's one of those things where it's like there's there's a large contingent of the US men's national team fan base of which like it's like devoted but not that big. Right. We're like, "Hey, what if you didn't run away from the ethnics right. and in, and right. instead tried to win them over?" And right. <laughs> U.S. soccer is like, we could do that, or we could find the whitest places on earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is why the home. They chose Ohio because it's the furthest away from the immigrants. Right. Yeah. Okay. Good. Wide, cool. wide birth around I, there. I, like, I had a feeling. Yeah. But given the Michiganness of this podcast, I didn't want to just assume that that was the... like, like, assume that Ohio sucks. No, no, no. It's true. <laughs> um, like, like the during one the, thing we can all agree on. yeah, they, they, they put a game in outdoors in Minnesota in February sooner than they would put a game in the American South or, or Sunday. Right. Right. It's, it's insane. But the, the upshot of the whole thing is that we now have a situation where like, we don't have fun stadiums to play these games in. We have like corporate death stadiums. Yeah. Um, which like sucks. Like, it's like, I, if, if I wanted to go like have fun and watch a soccer game, the way like soccer is fun, it's a student section, right? Like the whole, like the ultra ultras are just student sections that instead of like it being limited and stopping when you're 22, it's just, everybody's from Philly. And also with brass knuckles, right. At 47. Um, at 47, like, yes. like there, there was a, a, a video, like, so, uh, an away fan from, uh, Bayern, Bayern Munich played in Paris, um, yesterday. Was that yesterday? Yesterday. Yes. Um, and like this guy, like posted a video of him getting, like, he was wearing a, a Bayern shirt in the quote ultra section. And to me, to us, that's like, oh, you're wearing a Michigan jersey in the Michigan state student section. Yeah. Everybody's seen it. Yes. Nobody gets charged with the ca- the camera is going to focus on you when good or bad things happen. But other right. than that, right, right, yeah. and and it's like you know, like I've been I've been in student sections where it's like the away fan was a ginger, so the yep. Ron Weasley champ, yep, sure. yep, yep. <laughs> um, but like short of that, like whatever, because everybody is more or less of the same understanding, right? Nope, this dude like posted this video. I'm in a Bayern shirt. 
was assaulted by 40 people. And his takeaway was, well, I got what was coming to me. And, and, and like my, I watched that and I was like, how is, how is that the takeaway? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, how is the takeaway not, oh, wow, this is stupid and we should really question this. We should reform reevaluate this. Yeah. Their choices. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, no, I said it's a PSA for, uh, wow. Okay. Did not expect that outcome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're still doing the empty stadiums for racist actions thing, so I don't think Europe is on the fastest learning curve here. (laughs) Yeah, like we like, and it's and it's funny. Like uh, American fans are like, "Oh, we need to we need to be like other countries. We need to take it seriously. We need to be like hostile." And my response to that is one, no, we don't. But two, like we all have our outlet for this, right? And we do it drunk on Saturday early afternoon. Yes, but that's it. And we we mostly don't get into fights about it at the stadium. I I choose to believe that <laughs> in the stadium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also choose to believe that we are not going all the way there because whether you have one or not, we're all keenly aware that a lot of the stadiums we're talking about would be like, well, that would be a lot of people with guns and alcohol. <laughs> not, oh, I think maybe we should keep a base level of decorum here because right. Not- yeah. The that. rest of the world isn't used to this level of guns. We want yes. to come down to their level That's to right. raise them up. That's we right. don't need That's to right. give Ireland an excuse to arm themselves. Nope, nope, pass. It's, 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 it's like the, the inverse of like the rugby thing where it's like, oh, you would expect more uh, injuries in rugby than football. But no, because like there's like an understanding that we have to like go – 90 ourselves and right yes exactly right. yep and, and, yep. and yep. we're we're all the rugby here where it's like we we cannot we cannot push this no this no. is gonna go yeah in a way even, we, don't even we understand this is a bad plan <laughs> um so so anyways given qualification i do have to mention the other two teams that did qualify um uh canada and mexico um mexico i would like to shout out again for deciding not to hire the best coaches available, but instead uh, hire the nepotism guys. Um, we do want to let you know from the bottom of our college football hearts, it always works out. Michigan men are always successful. Uh, Kevin Steele, great, great hire every time. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Uh, Ryan, the, the, great the hire for is, certain things. Um, the thing there is that uh, Mexico had like the opportunity to hire. How do I put him? Mike Leach of soccer. Okay. Um, and he, and, in, and he was like ready to sign. And instead the like owners, the boosters of yeah. Mexico soccer were like, yeah. no, we want one of our own. So they went and hired like um, Mark D'Antonio without the winning. Okay. Probably That's the best way to put it. Cool. Great. Like terse asshole ish Argentinian who doesn't That's like Butch office. Jones. You're describing but- Butch Mark Jones. D'Antonio without the winning is Butch Jones. <laughs> um. <laughs> And uh, dear I was listeners, trying to comfort up with somebody in my head. That was perfect. <laughs> but, but that is actually probably the right answer. Um, so, but but if you want to watch uh, Mark, not Mark D'Antonio, but winning, definite winning, uh, do you know where you can find that? Paramount Plus. Hey, everybody. Uh, is this a recorded ad read? It is. You have... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> do it again no just keep going just keep going uefa champions league soccer is streaming on paramount plus nine months of heart-stopping hold your breath exhilaration is underway with the biggest stars top teams you'll note not arsenal and craziest fan bases across europe watch every match from the group stage through the knockout rounds 
as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title? No. Against Liverpool? No. Man City? Yeah, probably. Chelsea? No. PSG? Come on. Barcelona? Now you guys are clearly just messing with us. And more? Fire. In soccer's biggest <laughs> club competition. So don't miss a single sweat-soaked second of regulation time, stoppage time, and extra time. And stream every match of the UEFA Champions League live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, We'll also note that you can watch Europa League and Conference League on on Paramount+, Plus, but they're not going to advertise for that. Golazzo. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So now that we've talked about Cincinnati uh, to the baseline amount, um, (laughs) there is a bit of news that came out today that I think is really funny for those of us who played a lot of college football video games in, I don't know, 2003. Um, Gino Gui who has the most Pokemon ass name of all time, um, (laughs) pulled a Cliff Kingsbury, which is that he was uh, the passing game coordinator at Wisconsin for, I guess, a month. It's been like a month. Yeah. And then uh, got hired as part of Notre Dame's broke boy uh, phase or era. Offensive. What, what do they call it? <laughs> Offensive, like, like... Offensive, co- Offensive coordinator by committee. Right. Um, OCC. Like... Isn't this the second time this has happened in like a month? Didn't two lanes? Yes. Two, coordinator lanes, just... two lanes just left for the Miami job. Yeah. 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 Um, but like, again, here we have a situation where Notre Dame and again, I, I, as a Michigan state fan and and someone who pays a lot of attention to Michigan, um, you might think that Ohio state is my least favorite team. They're not. It's Notre Dame. I hate Notre Dame, like with a deep, deep passion. Um, But the fact that Notre Dame has, is behaving exactly the way that I believe that they always wanted to, which is like, they did something that we all thought was progressive and cool. They gave Marcus Freeman the job. It was like, wow, I did not expect that fan base to be that cool with, Marcus Freeman. And that what did they do? Yeah. Cut off his knees at yeah. the first opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which which is wild, too, because it's like the money you should have that you're not paying to Brian Kelly, like <laughs> just on a how much money you were spending on football. And Marcus Freeman is somebody that they had paid to keep around, too. Yeah, because right. he was, you know, a very highly coveted defensive coordinator. So it's just sort of like, what? Is, what is happening here, you guys? What the fuck is happening here? <laughs> and like, part Notre of it, Dame I, hasn't learned a budget yet. Oh, yeah, no, they man. haven't learned a budget yet. They don't know. Like, they haven't figured out that. Oh, wait, we're still spending less, even though you know we're paying more people. Right. Can't do yeah, that. but but right. we all know those people in Jesus corporate who are like, they're, no, they're like, oh, well, we've budgeted, uh, call it a million dollars for the OC for, job. for OC. Yeah, yeah and, you're, and and you're like. Yeah, but you budgeted nine million for the head coach job. Oh, but that's, that's a different budget. That's a different line item, different and I have to go back to this. And like, it breaks the spreadsheet if I do that. And I'm not going to break the spreadsheet if that goes above. I'm not a million, opening up a second red. pivot table. Are yeah. you kidding me? Do you know how many people I have to ask 
for approvals. To We've used this spreadsheet for 30 years. I'm not going to break it. <laughs> <laughs> and you have Marcus Freeman there. And although to be clear, to be clear about Tommy Reese leaving, I don't think Marcus Freeman was too upset. Like I understand Reese is, is like a, a, a good recruiter by all yeah. accounts. He had, yeah. there, there were rumors. I, you know, Dante Moore was apparently committed there for a very long time without telling people um, because of Tommy Reese. We know that Tommy Reese is a good recruiter. But maybe it's just me. I was there when Tommy Reese was a quarterback. And there's a ceiling for me. Like there's a ceiling for 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 your ability as a coach based on my view of you as a player. You know, Gino Gui Dugley, great quarterback in NCAA, I guess, 03. <laughs> um, like you could absolutely start with Cincinnati in that and, and go somewhere. But like Tommy Reese was bad. Like Nick Sheridan will will hit a ceiling as an offensive coordinator in Indiana or wherever he is now. Because, you know. He couldn't beat out Stephen three. <laughs> there are there are levels to this shit. with multiple with multiple opportunities. <laughs> These are there are there are there are uh, disheartening sentences, and then there's he couldn't beat out Stephen three. <laughs> <laughs> I I uh, so that was our freshman year, um, the Stephen three Nick Sheridan year, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and as someone I mean, great. <laughs> so what's interesting about the Tommy Reese thing is that last year when Brian Kelly leaves and when they decide to give Marcus Freeman the job, um, Tommy Reese staying was, and I think rightfully so viewed as like a really good sign as this, like, okay, um, Brian Kelly leaving is not going to like, he's not taking the whole band with him. Like there is some core that is going to stay and provide some stability and sort of like keep the transition going. Um, most I don't I can't tell if anybody feels bad or happy about Tommy Reese leaving, mostly because it's like everyone's confused because he's going to Alabama. I think right. if you had changed yeah. you changed that label to any number of other schools from like the well established to the like, huh, that school, and it probably is like easier to process. But because it's Alabama, I think everybody you you have this weird thing where like I don't know that Notre Dame fans are happy about it, but I also don't know that Alabama fans are happy about it. Like nobody, there's no, this is, there's like, it's not a net zero thing. It's very weird. I I, I think you guys on shutdown forecast put it best, which is like, is this just Nick trying to do it on hard mode? Like, is he just like proving a point? (laughs) It's yeah, it's, it's very, I, I don't think if you had told me three years ago, Oh, um, Here's who the OC and DC are going to be in Alabama in 2023. I'd be like, oh God, what happened? What the shit? What's the if you said, I'll put it this way. If you said in 2023, here's the OC and DC, who's the head coach? I would not have said it's still Nick Saban. I would have said I, he retired and somebody else came in. I would have said he's Brian Hunter. Coordinator. I, I would, sure. <laughs> I, or I would have said, I might've said Brian Kelly at that point. Yeah. I might've said Brian Kelly got the, the Bama job. Which is not that much weirder than Brian Kelly got the LSU job, frankly. That, no. yeah, I mean, especially with the three-year head start, because I could very, very easily see Brian Kelly and Notre Dame running off the rails in three years, hundred percent, which would have been much more expected than I'm actually going to go get a Southern accent. I'll be all over. <laughs> <laughs> and like that's the the thing is with the Brian Kelly experiment at Notre Dame is that it was one of those things where it was like if you looked at it very, very quickly, yeah, or very deeply, it. It, it was like, oh, this makes sense. Like, yeah. right. Like, like it, like this is a fit. But if you looked at it for like, just like 
a half a beat too long, but not too long. You're like, oh, this this will never last for as long as it did. How did this right. happen? Like how this person and this school do not make sense together. And maybe like I overrate I overrate that as someone who has watched Michigan State only succeed over curmudgeon assholes. Um, and like we don't do well with happiness. And it's like, oh, well, that's like that's that's the culture that makes sense. I I think it's the kind of thing where most schools it really fit is really overrated at most schools culturally, I think. If you win, like if you win, it doesn't sure. really matter. Like the problem with less miles, other than like all the Title IX shit that we found out, which was a lot of problem. <laughs> a the lot. Problem, the problem at LSU was not, oh, he's this like weird dude who doesn't like fit with the Bayou culture or whatever. The problem was that he stopped winning and he started losing really stupid. Like he lost in stupid ways. It right. was frustrating. So, so to me, it's less. It, it, what's interesting about Brian Kelly Notre Dame is like this is one of the few situations. In which winning, because he was un, unquestionably successful there. You look at like what he did compared to like the last couple of coaches um, post Lou Holtz, and it's like, oh yeah, he did a great job. I have a hard time like really criticizing him, but it never felt like either side was very happy about it. No, right. and it's and it's weird because they were coming off of like this run. If I if I have the timing correct, Bob Davy. Yeah. Uh, Tyrone Willingham and yeah. Charlie Weiss. And Charlie Weiss. Yes. And you're, and you're like, you're saying to yourself, like, you got a guy from the upper Midwest. You know, he, he, he cut his teeth, what, uh, 15 miles north in right. at Grand Valley. Right. Like, he's a guy who knows the area, who has all the connections and who wins a ton, is a serial winner. Yeah. And like, it's and kind never, of old school in a dumb way in which you should like Notre Dame. Like, like, in a hard headed way. Yeah. He yes. Won't, he won't yes. get out of it. Yes. He refuses to abandon his traditions, which really appeals to the Catholics. Right, right. And, and like, and, and like, even like the reason. Skim that... milk is theft. Sure, Brian, whatever. <laughs> We're with you. We understand. Uh, there is no coffee but Dunkin' Donuts. We get it. Um, but like, the, and, and, and the reasons they should have hated him, right? Like there were two events that they yeah. should have hated him for. Yes. That didn't seem to bother and, them. And, and like, and like. I know the two you're talking about, and they're they are serious because they involve the death of a student. Right. There's also the third one, which is an NCAA scandal that ends up wiping out one of the best seasons that they had. That also in in, that. in most year in most <laughs> ten years that should do you in at Notre Dame as well. Like George O'Leary didn't get this job. Because he lied about like a master's degree that he said he had or some shit. And that was it. And they were like, nope. Off you to UCF. To yes. You have, you have to go to Florida. I banished you to Orlando. I banished you to the He was enrolled place. in the class. Yeah, that's right. Just didn't, just didn't, just didn't graduate. Just didn't finish he was, he was the program. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, yeah. and look, yeah. who among us has not lied on their resume? I mean, you know, I, for example, uh, you know, have a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar consulting job, and I plan to be the next congressperson from New York. Um, believe in you. <laughs> look, it's not a lie if you believe it. That's true. You know what I'm waiting for? Right, yeah. I, I I apologize for getting briefly political here. At some point, I'm just going to go ahead and call my shot here. At some point, some Republican talking head is going to say, actually. It's more anti-Semitic to not pretend <laughs> that you're Jewish. 
I, I don't know if you're aware of this. Uh, not George Santos is not the only one who's doing that. I right am, now. Yeah, there's. I don't remember the woman's name, but <laughs> Lena oh Epstein. God, that's uh, the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she. Uh, <laughs> she's great. Uh, so, like, I I grew up in that community in that area. I don't know her. I know people who know her, and there was a whole bunch of like, yeah, she doesn't really come to synagogue i don't know why she says she's so active in this and then it was and then and then the event with the um they call it messianic jewish rabbi we call it pastor because um (laughs) (laughs) um preacher whatever you want to call him not rabbi uh and then everybody was like oh she's she's just christian i'm just an extreme jew for jesus that's what i hear it's like i took it very very literally (laughs) i just i go harder than all the other jews for jesus (laughs) it's like at a certain point for that you you just got to be like well you know so actually you know i'm going to tell you a story that happened last night i was driving uh to a basketball game i i our season ended last night i coached we lost in the playoffs it was fine whatever I was driving behind someone. Clearly processed it. I was going to say, I don't think it's fine, no, but I don't want to like dig into it. So. I, I mean, look, the, the scout was good. Scout was good. Kid was a 29% three-point shooter. He goes four for seven. I, what can I, you do? I, what can, what you, can you, do? you do? Yeah. Um, so anyways, yeah, it was, it's, I, I feel okay with our, our job. The kids worked hard. <laughs> yep. Everybody left it on the yep. floor. The more, the more you, the more you're speaking, the more okay you're sounding with it. It's okay. You're definitely we, not getting a harder, harder edge to it. Who is the scout? The seven? Oh no, this kid's only a 30% shooter. Uh, it was me. Um, <laughs> but, um, it's I fine. knew the answer to that. That was bait. It's okay. Anyways, on the way to the game, I yeah. I, I don't know. I I want to be this. clear. You could have just said I was driving. That's know, how you. Could I, have know, said. I know. I'm, I'm not over it. It's not okay. I am. I like last night. I I got home and it was Valentine's Day. Remember, last night was yeah. Valentine's Day. I get home at ten o'clock. Um, and my wife and I like we have our Valentine's Day tradition. Like we make pizza. It's it's a very nice thing. We make pizza, watch a movie, whatever. And so I get home and she and like we had all the ingredients. We make our pizza and like by like. By the time we like go to sit down on the couch to like start watching a movie, she was like, you're not, you're not here, are you? And I was like, no, no, I'm not. I'm pretty far from okay right now, but thank you. Um, she was like, we're, we're going to postpone this, aren't we? I was like, yes, yes. But we are going to eat pizza because that's great. Um, but anyways, so there was a guy with a bumper sticker and I'm yeah. sure you see these in the South. I don't know if you see them in <laughs> There's a reason you're telling this story. Yeah, no, no. Um, and it's, it's, it's so far off track. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those bumper stickers that's like, it's half in Hebrew, half in English. And it's yeah. like various, uh, sayings of Jesus or Luke or whatever. Yeah. The problem is, is that I, I speak and read Hebrew. Okay. It's gibberish. It is complete <laughs> gibberish. I sent it to my brother and I was like, what do we do with this? And he was like, yeah. I am your intended audience and I have no fucking <laughs> idea what you're talking about. <laughs> um, so so this is the equivalent of getting a Chinese tattoo that says yes. like guitar. It means yeah. water. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> it's like cow. It was like, and, and like, they like, it was like very clear that they put it in like Google because they, they right. use like, and they like heard the phrase, like there's a phrase that we use as a stand in for the name of God. And they just put the lettering of that phrase we use. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was it was great. I really enjoyed it. Anyways, uh George Santos, you can get fucked. Um I allegedly. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know exactly how far I can go with that. Um Lena uh, I mean if Mitt, if Mitt Romney's already gotten that far, I think you can just kind of like follow along in that wake. Yeah, that's fine. Anyways, um 
Notre Dame uh, has an offensive coordinator. Speaking of frauds. Speaking of frauds and religion. Um, uh, oh, man. So, so the do we really want to talk? Wait, or do we want to talk about Auburn then? No, we're oh, good. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Good. I, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm good on that one. Um, so the other the other uh, part of this is not it's not just uh, Gui Diglett, who which is what he's going to be called in my head forever. Um, because, again, I knew about him when I was 12. And that's, you know, frame of reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they had another they hired another person. And I I mean, look, I am as as hooked into college football as I can be with, you know, twin toddlers, you know, and and a day job. I did not know who this person was. Not only did I not know who this person was, I looked them up and I still said, I don't know who you are. So we can we can do this one of two ways. Uh, Ryan, you can explain what you've learned in the last 24 hours about, I think his name is Gerard Parker. Um, or two, we can just go look at the Wikipedia page and decide let's what do it is together. Real. Let's, let's do, do it together. Let's, okay. let's do Let's go on this journey, this Oregon trail of our own. Um this this is an example of some of like the fun things that happen in um and, and I'm not just vamping because I'm looking this up. I, I don't know if that's any obvious for anybody else. Um yeah, the first uh Parker that comes up is the 23rd principal chief of the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians. Uh he was the hold on, this guy was a chief for 16 days. That's, that's <laughs> you guys you guys look at the offensive coordinator. I'm pretty interested in this. Okay, thing yeah. Um so the gentleman we're looking at here uh, played college football at Kentucky from 2000 to 2004. Uh, in that time, he was coached by Hal Mummy, Guy Morris, and Rich Brooks. Um, he has been a head coach before, a thing I definitely did not have any memory of. He was the nope. interim head coach at Purdue uh, after they after fired – No, after they file, fired Daryl Hazel in the middle of the 2016 season. So he coached the last six. Well, uh, all right. What do you, uh, Greg, I want you to answer this. I'm assuming you haven't Great. I'm going to give you the 20, the last, he coached the last half of the year for the 2016 Purdue Boilermakers. I'm going to give you the games. And then I want you to tell me what the record was at Nebraska. I should also know this. Okay. 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 At Nebraska. But this was still uh, Polini, so I'm saying a um, loss. Yes, that is correct. Um, home against Penn State. Oh God! Uh, win. Uh, nope. At, lost sixty-two twenty-four. <laughs> Jesus. At, also fun. Look at the uh, the attendance in that game. Oh wow! Seven. <laughs> it's thir- thirty-three thousand. That's bad. Oh. That's quite bad. Ross what is, is, little, is little, but still. Uh, okay. All right. So 0-2 at Minnesota. Oh, man. was This was pre-Fleck. This is Tracy Clay's Minnesota first year. Oh, man. Tracy Clay's first year. I'm going to say uh, Purdue won. Nope. Lost 44-31. <laughs> All right. Oh, God. Home, okay. I'm starting to see home, a pattern. Home against Northwestern. And I will tell you, I will, I will tell you this. This is not a year where Northwestern magically went to uh, uh, the Big Ten championship game. They did not even finish top four in the West this year. It means nothing in the West. Uh, I'm going to say Northwestern won. Correct, forty-five seventeen. Uh, <laughs> yes. Last home game. Last home game they played number six Wisconsin. 
uh, Wisconsin won. Got absolutely destroyed, 49-20. And then the final game of the year, the battle for the old Oaken bucket, bucket at 2016 Indiana, who at that point um, was getting ready to fire Kevin Wilson over what Wikipedia describes as philosophical differences, <laughs> <laughs> which is like, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it was all about Kant. Yeah, uh, you know, just first, first, it was either first principles or the other thing. Uh, uh, so that's, that's, yeah, that's the last game of the year. Yeah, Indiana won. Correct, 26-24. It was close. It was 26-24 loss. So, uh, yeah, our, our boy, Coach Parker, went 0-6 as head coach of the Purdue Boilermakers. Uh, okay, I'm looking at his Wikipedia now, and as somebody who is obviously a Big Ten fan on multiple levels, I should be aware of him, and I also have no idea who this is. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. So can, can we talk about the other Gerard Parker for a second? Because yes, please. <laughs> Gerard Parker was the 23rd chief of the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians for 16 days in 1995. So in 1995? <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, wait, I was expecting like 1842. Sure. No, 1995. A lot of people only held a position for 16 days in the old days, but right. all right. Yeah. He, uh, and, and to be clear here, he did not die until 2012. Okay. So it's not like it was like a... Okay, this is know, even... Right. Prior to this... William Henry Harrison situation? <laughs> nope. I, I, I'm, I'm just going to say this. Prior to this, he had served as vice chief for six years under Jonathan Taylor. Sure. Uh, who was impeached after two terms. <laughs> okay, good. So I, I don't want to continue reading this because I, I think that it can't be as funny as Guy was vice chief under previous chief. Yeah. He's chief for 16 days then for some reason is no longer. So cheap. you're telling, so you're basically saying both of the Parkers are inter have interim experience yep. in yep. just wildly different places. Uh, with probably similar levels of success. That's what I would get. I mean, I don't think it goes great if you're only there for 16 days, I gotta say. Yeah. That it, and like, for example, like they don't do interim popes, right? So it's like, you don't have like a situation where it was like a, an automatic quick election. Right. Um, Wait, do they Bridge do interim pups? I am not. Cast. No, no, not, not, no. Li- not literally. No, no. I, that's like, I, that's why. That's why they all. That's why we all got to wait for the stupid smoking shit because they won't just give an interim pope. I I think that interim pope would be very funny. Like I, I think that you could have a situation where you you get someone who's like a little bit a little bit into themselves and they're like, no, 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 papal bull time. We're gonna take away shoes. <laughs> shoes against. Yes. Open toed yes. sandals are all we're doing today. We are blessing so many we're things. Going. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> we're going back to the time of Jesus. All open toed sandals. That's right. That's right. This is, I am the Tiva Pope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be clear here, like, how many people would be super upset if just you didn't have to wear shoes anymore? Like, if I could get away with not wearing closed toed shoes in my day to day, um, in fact, like one of the first things I do when I get home is is put on slippers. I don't think I'd have a huge problem with it. No. Yeah, I mean, like the the, I the worst it's cold. Oh, but I'm in still. favor of shoes. Well, okay, like fine. That's fine. Yeah, whatever. Boots. How about how about how about this? Bo- boots are fine for 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 weather reasons, but but short of yes. that. Um. I'm, so I'm glad you're making comments on your own uh, house bill after. 
Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I was suggesting it made Look, I, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get consensus. Um, and the reason why I want consensus is because um, whenever you have a rule that doesn't have consensus, sometimes you get stupid outcomes. Which brings me. Did you like that transition? Did everybody like that transition? I did. That was very good. Um, <laughs> the, X, the XFL has decided to get rid of our favorite stupid rule, um, which is when you fumble out of the end zone, it's a touchback and you lose the ball. Which is I. I'm t- like. We all sort of collectively amongst football fans are like, haha, what's a catch? John Boys, who obviously worked with Ryan, um, has the greatest discourse on what is a catch, I think, of anybody. Um, like he had what what was it? It was like some multimedia thing where you get into like the nature of time itself, which <laughs> is a John Boys thing. Um it's really great. You should look it up. I'll I'll tweet it out at some point if I remember. But um the pylon rule is one of those things where I think mostly football fans who have to interact with people in the real world, we're just like, ah, yeah, I didn't know that was a rule either because there's no way to explain it. And the XFL has decided to get rid of it. It is, it is the rule that most other football rules, you can at least say, here is the logical path we have followed. Like right. a dis- we've, we've decided to prioritize this or we've dis- decided to penalize that. And these are like, the ways it sort of flows from that the 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 outcome versus what actually happens are so wildly disproportionate <laughs> in in this specific rule i think that's what makes it so shocking like the catch what is a catch is very frustrating but the idea that like sometimes you might not complete a pass is not is you know is not wild we see incomplete passes all the time the idea that you could fumble the ball and the other team doesn't recover it, but because of where you did it, because you were in, you were, uh, you, you weren't touching base essentially when this yeah. happened, you were almost there, but not all the way. Yes. That it's a turnover is just wild because it's also not like, Oh, we are doing this because we want to disincentivize like extreme behavior. You know, it's, it's not like we said, okay, um, we've decided if you rack up two personal fouls, we're giving the other team the ball. Like that would be wild, but you could say like, all right, I understand like what they're going for here. Nobody's trying to, <laughs> there's no tactical advantage to fumbling the ball out of the end zone. What's like, going on here? I, I think like the closest thing you could say that it disincentivizes is the coolest thing that happens on any given play, which diving is diving for the dive, pylon. Right. Yes. Yes. Like, like if you if you think about like some of like the, like the 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 best plays you can think of, right? Like jumping over the pile or jumping to the pylon or whatever. Like those are like usually pretty exciting plays. I was going to yeah. give an example, but then I realized that Vince Young is a lot faster than everybody else, so there was no dive there. Um, but like those are great, and it's like the NFL and college football because college football college football has its own weirdness. But like the NFL is like, no, you should not try to score touchdowns in that way in this spot on the side in this yes <laughs> right it's in mm. this one specific instance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and that and was like, uh bedlam this year ended on that right oklahoma state tried to get around the that's outside right of the left. that's yeah, right yeah yeah what so what See? is the x of what what happens in the xfl i haven't seen their rule what is, what are they saying happens if you if you do if you're the offense it's, it's you fumble out of the end zone. It's, I think. I think it's the same. It's they hold by the rule that it is everywhere else on the field, which is you can't advance the ball. Okay. You get it where you fumbled. So, so you get I, it at the one. Basically. You get it at the one or the half okay. yard line or whatever. Yeah. Which 
conceptually, ton of sense. Sure. The fact that it's coming from, of all places, Mr. McMahon's XFL, <laughs> I understand that it's no longer the WWE's XFL. Wait, I guess now technically it sort of is. Yeah. Like, no, do I you think, think he's there's like, thing. I think he's like the Rock LLC. I, I'm just wondering about chain of custody because, like, the fact that it went <laughs> like from it's evidence. <laughs> You're telling me that the XFL corporate books are not. You're evidence. right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You think there's XFL corporate books? I, I mean, let's go back to the beginning here. <laughs> we, we should probably should go back to the corporate governance aspect of the XFL. Um, can you pierce no, I, the corporate it, veil? It, it, it appears to be completely out of WWE sold it, sold their interest in it for $15 million. Because that's right, it was supposed to be auctioned off, and then, uh, and then uh, in in a bankruptcy matter, and then they decided, oh, we'll just yeah. sell it to The Rock and like two of his friends. I would so so maybe it's maybe it's just that I've watched Billy Madison recently, but the idea of like the front lawn of the XFL, I I don't know where the XFL is based. I assume it's Bristol, but who knows? Um, like just like on the front lawn, just be like. Can I get $10 for the XFL? <laughs> <laughs> I guess like the question I'm, I'm, I'm asking now is like, what would you spend for the XFL? Because right now we're at a year and three quarters of Jimbo. Hmm. Or a year and a half of Jimbo, a year and three quarters of Mel Tucker. What's, what's... Right. <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess what you're saying is, because it's not like, what would you pay for it? It's what would you pay for the pain in the ass of having it? Right. Because there's nothing about this that is like, <laughs> oh, this is going to be, this is going to make you money right away. Having the XFL is a little bit like saying like, yeah, let's have a third kid. You know, it's not like, oh, this is financially the move. You're just yeah. sort of like, we're, uh, why not? Let's mix things up a little bit. So would uh, I pay $15 million to have a third kid? I would not. I would <laughs> not do that. Um. Yeah. So, uh, Stumpy, I'm going to need you to keep your shit together. Um, and, uh, and, uh, the, but, but the thing is with the XFL and the USFL, um, is like with those types of things, like I think that there's like an element of, um, like how much fun can I have with this? Right. Sure. Like, like for me, like if I ever won the lottery, I don't have yeah. any illusions that I would win enough of the lottery to buy an NFL team or, a or, a you know, have enough money to like truly influence a college football team. Right. But I 1000% would buy a double A baseball team with okay. the knowledge oh, that yeah. I don't, I don't have any control over it. Like they're going to send down or bring up people as they want. And it's like, well, all right. For like $10 million, do I want to buy the Vesalia A's? Sure. Why not? Sounds like but, fun. But like what some of this money is being paid to have Jim Hazlitt coach <laughs> the Seattle XFL team. That's a thing that's happening. Quarterback yeah. by? <sighs> I actually have to look that up. I, I assume Josh Johnson is going to be somebody's quarterback because they're <laughs> we have we have yeah. rules here. Like and 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 I have to imagine that Josh like maybe it's 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 just in my head, but like Josh Johnson is in every single football league. Correct. Um I don't know if there are multiple Josh Johnsons. Josh Josh's Johnson. Jo- Josh Johnson. Yes, that's Josh yeah. Johnson, correct. Uh, um Oh, Josh Gordon is on this team. That's fun. Good for him. He's in where? Oh, okay. He's on this the Seattle uh the Seattle, Seattle Sea Dragons is the name of this squad. You start doing like with whenever it's Josh Gordon, I I just I I look at the state, I look at the state laws. Uh-huh. 
Confirm, and we're good. Okay, very good. Yep, makes um, sense. Uh, I oh, believe God. it's quarterbacked by... Yeah, go sorry, ahead. go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. You got this. Well, I was going to say, I believe it's quarterbacked by uh, one of Jerry Jones's previous uh, quarterback crushes from JMU, Mr. Ben Danucci. Danucci, sorry. The, I was the, going to bet on Parker Lynch. The coordinators for this team are June Jones is the oh, OC... And Ron Zook is the DC. <laughs> and I'm just I like, can't believe both of those guys are still in football. These exact Jim Haslett is 67. June you Jones wow, has really? to be 80. June Jones is 69. 80s. Nice. Get Ron Zook. Wow. Ron Zook is 68. Like, how is this the oh my god? I mean sure. I guess my question is if you're Ron Zook, right? Mm-hmm. You've made a lot of money, not current coach money, but you've made a lot of money. Yeah. Um, You coached at no fewer than two major universities. You went to a Rose Bowl. You went to a Rose Bowl. You Um, did that. That's I I, I maintain that that's still the weirdest thing that we've done. Like Northwestern winning games is like expected now. Um, But the Juice Williams, Illinois team happening on the like within five years of the Illinois team that went undefeated until they played a real team. Like I was not really ready for Illinois to get like happy with themselves. And you see it now. Anytime Illinois gets a little bit happy with themselves, like you see it and you're like, oh, I don't like I don't like that. (laughs) I think (laughs) I like that they appreciate it, at least like I've never met an entitled Illinois football fan. I've never met somebody who's. (laughs) If Illinois is not a 10-win team, we're doing something wrong. <laughs> there is there is like a, a very like a, a self-awareness there of we are we 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 are we are where we are for we a perspective. There there is a healthy amount of perspective, yes. Like I I think they I think everybody in the West outside of one for reasons, um, really views like what is our ceiling? Wisconsin. And one team in the middle of that area thinks that their ceiling is eternally themselves in 1995. Right. Um, and again, you know, Nebraska, I know that we we have a couple of Nebraska listeners. I just want to remind you, um, you were doing a lot of felonies at the time. Like a <laughs> ton of felonies. Are you saying that's what they need to get back to? I'm just saying you need to be aware of what was yes. necessary. Okay. Right? Do crimes. Like, right. the, like the last time Michigan State was a national contender, it was because like a true national contender, not Connor Cook national contender. It was because the South wouldn't allow black people to play football. Sure. And that was great. If we get to a point where the South no You heard him say that, right? You heard him say it was great when they wouldn't let black no, people play Sir, sir, sir. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to read back the entire part of that. Remember, remember when he said about the thing about cutting parts of the episode? I That's specifically right. request that part That's not right. get cut. Uh, when, uh, but yeah, when, it's always great when racism is a competitive advantage. I'm just when saying, moneyball the shit out of this. It's not a. It's 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 subverting racism is a competitive advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, yeah, and like whatever. that was the last However time you want to possibly spin this. Listen, when I when I when I run your, this campaign ad against you, it will be blistering. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what I'm gonna say is like, don't blame me. Blame Daryl Royal. Don't finish that thought. Yeah, that's right. I, don't I, don't I guess that it would be Daryl Royal. Adolf Rupp. Blame Adolf Rupp somehow. <laughs> I I blame Adolf Rupp for a lot of things. Yeah, um, not the least of which is is that uh, I like if you you said that you've never met an entitled Illinois fan. 
Um, I, I have met a number of Kentucky fans and, uh, and okay. I blame yeah. Adolph Rupp for all yeah, of that. That is correct. Yes. Um, and like, and, and again, like Kentucky football fans are, are weird because they're the same people. They are the same people, but they behave differently in different contexts, right? Like, yes. Like they're, they're, they're chirping and they're happy, but they are also a seven and five year in year out football well, team. What, what Kentucky, I think Kentucky football fans are golfers at the masters during the par three event where they're like this is just fun right and like if we win that's cool and if we lose hey i'm here with my son and i had a good time (laughs) and we had some snacks and (laughs) basketball season is a golfer on saturday and sunday at the masters where they're just like i will choke you if you can't get the read on the screen i will fucking kill you uh speaking of which they are struggling to get the read on the green yeah it's not going great it's not going great but see, like, I, I think that, like, a nice thing for them is that uh, Louisville is having their Louisville season. also sucks? Yeah. Man. No, Louisville doesn't suck. There are levels to, to, to like, where suck is and where Louisville is. Like, I can't, I can't imagine. I mean, Let's I guess it would be go like. Ahead and pull up Ken Palm right now. Just get your Louisville. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Just, no, no, no. Keep scrolling. I know where they are. Just keep scrolling. <laughs> uh, the answer is 285th yeah. in yeah. the nation. It's. It's it's bad. Um, where where is the nearest power? Con- okay, Cal, who also sucks, is yeah. twenty eight spots above them. Good God, Jesus! That's so. Is this this is going to be one of those uh, you know college basketball fires coach after one year thing, right? I don't I, think I don't think they're going to. Weirdly, I think I think Louisville. Um, really gives their coaches an opportunity to give them a reason to fire them. E.g. Um, everything. Gives them about 15 seconds? No, like Scott Satterfield uh, like wanted to leave. They wanted him to leave and he was still there. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I, I think that they'll, they'll give it a second, but you know, the specter of a Patino, not necessarily the Patino, but there's <laughs> a Patino lurking. Um, There's always a patino somewhere. <laughs> like I, I, the like, chances can, of being attacked by a patino are low, but never zero. <laughs> like, like you're telling me that there are boosters at, at Louisville who are not going to say to to the to the AD like, "Well, Junior didn't do it," mm-hmm. <laughs> or just try and figure out the ventriloquist job and see how see how good uh, Rick can get at it. Yeah, but yeah, just like kind of shove your hand up there, move Junior's hand, move yeah. Junior's mouth. You can't say shove your hand up there around Rick Patino. You can't do that. You can't, again, the fact that that it's uh, like inviting I, a vampire into your house. You can't. <laughs> you can't say Beetlejuice three times. You can't invite a, a vampire into the house, and you can't tell Rick Patino to put his hand up anywhere. No, up you there. can't even say yeah. the word shove around Rick Patino, frankly. <laughs> Uh yeah. Um yeah, you know what? I'm good with that. Uh if you would like to find uh Ryan on the internet, you can find him uh at Celebrity Hot Tub. You can find him on the shutdown full cast. Uh anywhere else? What what else is I I mean no, that's it. That's about it. I mean, I don't know. I'm just sort of skulking around for the time being. And uh keep keep in mind that uh Ryan will be uh writing somewhere at, at some point in the, the, the near-ish future. Um, but not, uh, not at our Instagram page because our Instagram page is not up and running. We are going to get on top of that. 
Not quite yet. You can find uh, my co-host, Napoleon Gregg, at Mr. Rising 89 You can find me at Diamonds Esquire, but I'm usually the guy behind the main account at TLSTDS. Um, special thank you to our sponsors, Smith Workforce Management Group, whoever Blue Air decides to put in. Um, I'm missing one, Paramount Plus. And again, so overalls, you, 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 can, you can just message us. We're, we're really cheap. Um, please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your local uh, vampires, but don't invite them into your house. Uh, and obviously, dear listener, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thank you so much. And we will see you next time. Really cheap and low standards. Podcast Network.